197 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Finky Cooper. Joining us, Aiden Frost, Rock Arts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Live in the video feed. I'm here. It's Wednesday. He does. Nick, what's on the show this week? Um, hey, this week we've got four, count them, four new patrons, uh, a new patch, um, a, a, a release for a, a specific league band that's pretty exciting that a lot of people are excited for uh, we'll talk about um competitive league we've got lec and lcs playoff news world's location um discussion stuff like that a round table from last week and this week and we'll close it out with some emails um aiden how was your week good my week is really good i played a little bit of league i've actually only played two ranked games but i'm uh 2-0 on those uh, i'm Ooh. up some points i'm 65 points d1 again uh, I would nice. love to hit Masters here. That would make me really, really happy. Uh, but we'll see if I do or don't. Uh, other than that, uh, in the league world, I've been signing up and kind of just playing in like tournaments and stuff. Uh, Trevor and I played in a 2v2 tournament last night, and it was it was pretty fun. It was a did, like it was the first Nexus tournament, uh, though. Ooh, so like, it wasn't like first blood or whatever. Um, so there was eight teams signed up, and one team was muted out of their fucking skulls. They were just... Grandmaster and Master. The Grandmaster player was oh, 600 shit. points, and the Master player was 400 points Master. So it's not like they were like, oh, just, I'm, I'm Master, zero points yeah. or whatever. They're practically they just two Grandmaster <laughs> players. Um, they also knew what the fuck they were doing. Uh, so we rolled our first game against gold players, and then second game, we have to play against these guys, who were, were definitely the second best team statistically. So if they seeded it, we would have been in the finals, um, but they didn't. So, mm. oh my god, there's some stupid characters in 2v2s. Like, they just play, you just play shit where you just run at them. Like, they played Trindirelli the first game, uh, and then the second mm-hmm. game, because it was best of three, they played um, Trindamir and Gwen. Uh, and they just oh, run at Jesus. you. <laughs> yeah. Also, fucking Irelia's healing is the down. fucking stupidest thing in the entire fucking game. Yep. Makes me so mad. Also, Trin's stats on the map uh, are... Minus ten percent uh, damage taken, plus fifteen percent damage done. Holy shit! Or maybe it's, maybe it's the other way around, like fifteen percent damage taken, ten uh, percent damage done. But like it's like crazy. Like he just is insane. He just gets giga buffs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially in like a two v two format like that, where he doesn't like get focused mm-hmm. and punished for mm-hmm. being a melee character. Uh, There's not four people kiting and seizing him. Yeah. Jeez, so that's crazy. I don't know. We're playing in a big one on um, Friday on through Battlefy. So if any of our listeners want to like just sign up and have fun, it's uh, on Battlefy. It's a two v two tournament. The winner gets, I think, tw- uh, winning team gets twenty five dollars each. Um, nice. So Ooh, it was good practice bad. for that. I think it's gonna be fun to play in. And we're actually if all playing. A, Sorry, God. I was gonna say if you're a listener and you win that, you could you could send that twenty five dollars to us via True, yeah, because I recommended it, so I actually get a cut if you win it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I I've just been looking at like tournaments and stuff. I always f- found tournaments like super interesting. I signed up for like this Red Bull Invitational thing that they do apparently, uh, where it's like this one v one tournament, and there's like a bunch of dates where you play in it and it's like you play for four hours of just randomly queuing up Jesus. for 1v1s against each other um and then 
the top eight players or whatever then are seated into a bracket where you play like best of three one v ones. It's like that sounds like fun as fuck. Uh, so that I'm I'm gonna cool, sign yeah. up for that. It's a lot, like a lot of good players in it. They're all like master grandmaster for the most part, but um. I think it'd be fun. Just yeah, like, but can they handle the kinch? Yeah, sure. with, with the bands, maybe. <laughs> um, oh, well done, yeah. Yeah, outside of that, though, I think we're all planning on playing in a tournament in the upcoming week or two, so maybe we'll stream that on the channel. I've been doing lots of fun stuff on my uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Frost. I'm actually hosting a tournament on Saturday. I'll talk about that in a little bit, though. Um, yeah, what about you, Colton? Yeah, um, still been pretty busy with work and working on the condo. Um, as you can see behind me, there's uh, not a lot in this room. <laughs> Need to still paint the walls and redo the floors and the ceiling and a whole bunch of other stuff. But I've uh, been keeping busy. Uh, got some ranked games in this week, trying to uh, get back in the in the swing of things before it's too late. And I, I missed the, the diamond end of season cutoff. How'd those um, go? They were going all right. Um, we had some pretty unlucky games like i was playing mostly with trevor mm -hmm. and i think we ended neg negative i think we went like two and four um but i was starting to to feel better about how i was playing at, mm -hmm. at the very least uh so that that's good i think i'm gonna probably grind out some like rexi games because i think rexi is pretty strong right now and you can really just like roll face invade constantly on Rek'Sai and be fine. You know who's really strong? Trundle. Trundle. I was also playing some Trundle. He's mm. he's pretty nutty right now. Yeah. Uh, so it'll probably be a lot of Trundle, Rek'Sai, maybe some Kha'Zix and Kindred. Mm -hmm. um, played some mid-games. Those went decent. Um, still fucking hate, like... That control mages, I feel like, aren't very good right now. Yeah, but outside of, like, Syndra, yeah. they're pretty bad, I think. Syndra's, mm -hmm. like, pretty good, but... Yeah, but I, I got, she like, kind of just plays like an assassin. Yeah, she, that's fair. Yeah, I got, I got like, Lucian mid, and it was... Uh, I played against the Lucian mid, and it was just so fucking annoying. Because, mm -hmm. like, he would miss everything and still completely roll trades. Yeah, hopefully How after this patch, it will change, but... Yeah, hopefully... <laughs> Like, he, he kept trying to cue me through the minions. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought you meant, like, like in be... a straight-up 1v1 fight, like, he missed No, him. no, yeah, like, like he would keep trying to cue me through the minion wave, miss, and then I'd, like, you know, auto-E him as a Nibia. Gotcha. And then he would, like, auto-me once, but it would, like, be a double shot plus Scorch mm -hmm. and airy, and I'd be like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, Aerie's been kind of resurging on a lot of characters who would not normally mm -hmm. take Aerie. Um, it's, yeah. it's been really interesting. Yeah, so that's been most of my week. Uh, still playing a decent amount of Legends of Runeterra. I think I'm almost through all of the characters on Labs for the normal difficulty. So who's, um, whose deck have you enjoyed the most so far? Um, I mean, I've, I've had some really, like, stupidly strong combos. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm trying to think which one I, like, really, really enjoyed the most. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I've... Because I've played most of them only, like, one or two times yeah, to, get, yeah. to get the win. Um, there have been some I didn't really like, like Shivana. I didn't really like. Yeah, you kind of have to turn Shivana into, like, a, 
like a super powerful unit to to make it work either that or me. or you can just like get yips and take poro snacks on any item it, it appears on yeah i mean i mean that's going to be viable for any character yeah. though you know mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah i had a i had a pretty strong run yesterday with riven where it was like all of my spells double procced mm-hmm. and then hers like already double procced um and then i had like a the master of stones character who's like given ally plus two plus two permanent oh and so it was interesting. like it was that and that character, like that unit, was also elusive and had nab. <laughs> so I had like two of those that I was just like constantly like buffing each other and the fucking riven up. And when they finally die, uh, you get three like plus one yeah. plus zeros and a heal. And so they were just like, just giga buff my riven. That's funny. Yeah, I also had a, my zero one was stupid because like it starts with like this the five cost landmark. Mm-hmm. And I got the one that like summons at the beginning, so every attack from turn one, oh, I summon I summon a five two Interesting. It. So I've been usually on um, on Azir. I usually take Yips because yeah. uh, he has a lot of one cost, and all of his sand soldiers become three threes. Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, I, I took Yips as well. But then like the second thing yeah. I did, I, I got just, that. I just forgot he had a landmark in his deck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, being able to get a free five two on every like attack. Mm-hmm was pretty wild but yeah i would i was like having you know five seven seven units on the board by turn three yeah it was uh, wild. I, I really like lucian obviously i think his playstyle in legends of Runeterra is super fun um i didn't really like lucian that much i i think like once you um start to learn some of the more combos like mm-hmm. a, any of the any of the rally stuff is super good and, and once you get him leveled up to, for the double attack oh like yeah. Yeah. he's just he's just so good um, but I, I think my, like, my favorite deck overall is probably Lissandra. I think it's bad, but I enjoy it a lot. I, <laughs> yeah, I like the, I, the idea of just, like, biding your time until you can flood the board with huge minions. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, Lissandra's it, fun. And... It's, it's bad for some of the higher difficulties, because it feels like if you don't, oh yeah, if you don't kill them on, like, turn four, you just lose. Yeah, some of the, like, if you don't kill them on turn four... You have to get to, like, turn 15 where they yeah. just don't have a hand anymore. Sejuani on Heroic is the fucking bane of any deck I run. And then yeah. once you make it past Sejuani, you actually go up against the hardest boss, which is the fucking Foundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, that's what yeah. I've been cool. up to. Um, so I guess I'll hand it over to you. What have you been doing? Um, not so much uh, Darkest Dungeon this week. I, I just haven't played a bunch. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been playing a lot of Mass Effect. Uh, we're on Mass Effect Two at this point. It's super good. Um, I'm I'm excited for uh, for some of the things that happen in the game. Uh, and then we've been watching a lot of uh, Part Five as well. Um, and we have I think three more episodes to go. Um, so we are we are right at the end. And hell yeah! So uh, how's she I'm, liking it? Uh, I, I think she likes it. Um, she I would like, hope so if she's been through the whole thing of part five. Yeah, or she just likes me a lot, you know. Either one is okay with me. <laughs> um, but it's been fun. <laughs> it's, um, it's a win-win, really. Yeah. Uh, I forgot a lot of the stuff um, that happens in that show. Um, so it's been it's been kind of cool to, to go through it again, being able to, um, to like, with the ability to know what, what's happening, like, toward, to, at the end. Um, and then, like, kind of p- 
putting the pieces together from there. Like I, I remember spoilers that is like a living zombie basically. Um, I just didn't remember why and then how long it lasts. So yeah. it was cool. Um, uh, also forgot that it just fucking dies. So it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a, a heavy spoiler. I, I mean, okay. But it's like, it's, it's been out for a while, you know, plus the, the manga is fucking even older. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nah, it, you gotta, you gotta spoiler like that shit, Nick. Okay. You can't do um, that to him. Anyway, I'm excited to, to finish that up. Um, I'm very excited for the, like the, the, uh, golden experience Requiem or whatever. So it can be pretty cool. Um, but I think that's it for me. So let's just get, jump into the show. We've got four new patrons, Mew Pew Pew Yo Face, uh, Practic, a- Andrew, and Jonathan. So thank you guys for, uh, for, for supporting us. We appreciate that a bunch. Hell yeah. Uh, moving on, Aiden, do we have any League Cast news? We have lots of League Cast news. Uh, we recorded our Patreon episodes. Uh, we actually recorded this month, uh, which is live now on our Patreon mm-hmm. for $1 supporters, or you can wait till next month if you're not a $1 supporter. It'll be on your YouTube. Uh, and we also recorded next month uh, a little bit early. So uh, the uh, August one is currently up on our Patreon, Patreon, and the September one will be up. I think I uh, have it posted, uh, scheduled for the 8th. Um, so you can go check that out for $1 on our Patreon. Uh, become a supporter and you'll get some cool content yeah. um outside of that other league cast news is that uh, i kind of finished the tom kench guide i finished editing it today i know i said nice. i was gonna have it done today and out but uh it takes fucking forever man recording dialogue it takes forever editing video takes forever i've been working uh which it turns out eats up a lot of your life <laughs> um but yeah, so that will be out probably Friday is my guess. Um, so you can guys can check it out then. Uh, I might have it posted tomorrow, but I, I don't know. Maybe Friday. We'll see. Um, and then is it, it going to be like Donda where it, you just keep delaying it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. We'll hey, see you tomorrow, in 2022. It, it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I have to say that forever. Put on my, yeah. my clown makeup. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other little bit of leadcast news is that I'm hosting a uh, 5v5 tournament. Uh, it's a single person sign up so you sign up solo well you'll be drafted to a team uh be fun uh that will be saturday starting at 11 o'clock uh it's capped at 16 teams i might actually even cap it at eight teams i'm depending on how quickly it fills up if it doesn't fill up that quick i'll probably cap it at eight teams like the next day or so uh you have until the literally the morning of to sign up i'm doing it through battlefy so i'm hoping that it runs really smoothly because if it does run really smoothly then i'll be way happier to do more because if i can have it auto scheduled through battlefy it auto sets up all the fucking game rooms and gives people codes and stuff then maybe running tournaments isn't that fucking hard um but we'll have to see because i'm not so sure yet i don't trust this technology i like to do it the good old way of making 700 rooms and then making a bunch of lobbies and mm-hmm. manually trying to invite and everyone. then tracking and then down 15 people. minutes of one yeah yeah uh, and, so. and tracking people down when they don't show up yeah so i mean with battlefy especially with a like single like you sign up solo type tournament um you just check in 30 mm-hmm. minutes before make sure you do sign up on battlefy ever all the information's in our discord in the announcements channel and in our tournament talk uh channel uh there will be prizes probably uh, is like the reality i don't like to usually say that because people try hard but it's a single uh person tournaments i don't feel bad it's not like you're gonna stack your challenger squad to come take our five dollars or whatever the fuck um but yeah so sign up uh it'll be fun make sure you check in as well because you check in like half an hour before the tournament starts 11 o'clock 
uh, EST Saturday morning. Be there. Pockers. Um, let's jump into uh, the rising news. Uh, I'm sorry, the new news. The new the rising news. news. New news. Okay. The new uh, news. Two two little bits. We've got uh, Pentacle three on the way. Uh, it'll be called Lost Chapter. Um, that's going to accompany some skins as well. Uh, but pretty exciting. A lot of people really like Pentakill. Uh, Aiden, I know you said it wasn't your, the the genre wasn't your cup of tea, but yeah, and, yeah. And the champions were weird. Is that what you said? Is so, that a quote? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I personally am just not a fan of like metal, which is fine. I like, I completely mm-hmm. understand that people actually like the music and apparently it's really, really good for people who like that music. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not bad. I like it. The part that I think is so weird is how, why it's so fucking popular. I understand the music. That's cool. But people love it in general and the characters are all fucking weirdos like yeah all every single one of those characters with the exception of i would say sona which in my mind sona doesn't fit in the same archetype of metal lover league of legends player um yeah. but like olaf erg or no, olaf yorick mordekaiser um even kale, kale kind of karthus all those characters are kind of just like not mainstream characters at all um mm-hmm. so it's just weird that it's so popular to me despite having just all characters that aren't popular i guess but hey that's sick yeah i think it's got tons of carryover from it just kind of being first yeah that's fair um right like there's so much built on the fact that yeah pentakill was just first and that everyone playing the game back then was just super hyped for it and I think a lot of that's just carried on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, right, because it's popular, it gets more popular because the algorithms push it and like more people get into it and so on and so on. Uh, I, I, I also am not like huge in the metal, um, but from what I have listened to, like the quality is always really good. Also like, potentially <laughs> hot take. I, I feel like metal is one of those genres where... If you if you're like a metalhead, maybe you're a little bit snobbier about the type of music that you listen to. Maybe this is just me like projecting, not projecting, mm-hmm. but like uh, I don't know, having like stereotypical experiences of like, wow, I, I can't believe you listen to like K-pop. How can you how can you enjoy that? Like versus versus like that, I suppose. Um, metal. So I I don't know. Um, I I mean. If, for what it's worth, I, I like the first two albums. I think they're super good, um, very high quality. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm excited for any co- any content, musical content that Riot releases, though. I think they have always done a bang-up job. So, excited for that. Uh, next up, we have Patch 1117. Hey, it's live. I figured it out. Um, first up, we've got uh, some lead client improvements. Hopefully, the client will be a little more smoother. Um, fewer crashes and lower memory consumption. Uh, there's been a pricing RP update, so check to see if your uh, region um, is affected by it. Uh, I think it's uh, it's increased. Um, it's increased pretty well everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exchange um, rates and, and tax changes. So, like, I do understand people. So, Riot. I mean, there's two ways of going about like changing prices for different regions, right? One way is what we just saw Twitch do, where Prime subs, like not Prime subs, uh, Tier 1 subs or whatever the fuck on Twitch are cheaper if your currency is, like, worth less, right? Mm. And and then there's the other way of doing it, which is 
we need to make money on this stuff so we can't just make it cheaper so we still have to increase it to being like a usd equivalent which is what we're seeing here uh, i think like i mean at the end of the day they're a fucking business they have to do whatever yeah. they can right the reason why like companies do charge like make their stuff less like the reason why twitch sub is saying like some south american country is like uh 20 percent is uh or 20% or you know like way cheaper than in uh the US is because no one's buying that right and they need to mm-hmm. allow people to buy it right that's that's why so like Riot has realized that people still are buying uh-huh. RP and they can make more profit by making it more parallel with the US dollar so i i understand that the only shitty thing here that i completely agree with people on is that um some you some like european regions the uh their uh currency has changed that would make it so that rp um should cost less in the region and it does in every single game except for league of legends oh interesting. that's that's kind of like a little bit like weird right because it, it's the okay we realize this we're gonna balance it whatever like sometimes it will go up sometimes it'll go down but we're only bringing it down for valorant uh tf not tft um mm-hmm. legends Legend of terra yeah. whatever but not league of legends that one's like mm-hmm. a little like uh that's kind of a little slimy but i don't know yeah it doesn't sound great but... i mean at, at the end of the day it is all cosmetic stuff mm-hmm. so I, I i'm kind of more okay with it i guess because you know you don't you don't need to purchase anything to play the game or win the game or anything like that yep if you have problems with it, you should hold your dollar, and then hopefully yeah. stuff will change. Uh, I think that's the right way of going about stuff like that. Yep, vote with your vote with your wallet. Um, cool. Let's get into champion changes. Uh, action is up first. Uh, e based damage is decreased later. The AD ratio is increased. Action can no longer revive teammates when he's dead, and the ultimate cooldown upon cancellation is decreased. Uh, I think this character has been um, kind of sneaking up on people. I th- I think he's a lot stronger than his numbers indicate. Um, mm-hmm. He just functions so differently from any other character that, of course, it took time. So yeah, uh, the uh, also e- Emax is way better than Q Max. Yeah, they're trying to make him not go Emax is the main thing here. Um, mm-hmm. With this change, I think I read I don't remember the exact number, but it was something like you need 280 damage, like attack damage, to um, go e- break even with the E damage now. Interesting. Which is a kind of a big thing uh that being said uh, that also doesn't uh actually yeah that's because i think that's right i think it was like 280 ish which is a lot um but Mm -hmm. we'll see i I think he was like actually like an op character but he's just really hard to play and super clunky but we'll see yeah um for sure um awesome next next we've got a moomoo um so like we talked about last show uh q now has two charges W damage has been increased early, but decreased later, and the R stun duration no longer scales up with level. Uh, They also played around a little bit with some of his base stats, Um, but I think overall it was intended to be a buff. I've been seeing a lot of um, people trying out Amumu's support with this change. I'm not quite sure why. Um, I guess having two stuns is is good. but yeah, it's, it, it's pretty exciting that they're making changes, I think, even to this character. He was in a, a good spot because of itemization in the preseason. Um, but it, it's cool to, to see him getting some uh, some love. Yeah, uh, the only other thing, which, once again, like I don't like to bring light to like Reddit circle jerk type things, but I do think it's interesting that tanks have such 
shit base stats compared to bruisers uh amumu like once again you're comparing apples to oranges but amumu has at level 18 600 less health than viego <laughs> that that's crazy actually. that's a lot wow. of that's a big difference right like that's that's yeah. like once again i understand that's they're wild. completely different archetypes amumu builds armor and magic resist therefore his health is more effective than a viego yada 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 i understand that but just looking at it from like a just stat perspective you go oh wow this character is supposed to be a tank <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm I'm sure it's probably better for the health of the game. Yeah, I that think it so functions well. that way. But wow. it's just a big <laughs> number. That that is a large number. Yeah, it is. Jesus. Um, cool. Next, Echo. Uh, basic. Uh, sorry, passive damage against monsters is increased. Um, so I've been seeing a lot of Echo over the last couple of days, and I think it's been like people getting ready for this change. Uh, I've seen even some pros like tweet like, "Oh fuck, is Echo Jungle OP again?" Um, so it's got to be right. I, I don't I don't understand what this is supposed to do. I, I feel like Echo Jungle was already in a fine spot before. I, I don't think he was OP, but he was certainly playable, if not like on the stronger side. Um, and, and I think this is like kind of remnants of Echo Jungle terrorizing everything like a this, while ago this wasn't change, that 250% yeah it's 250 yeah um, yeah so we're, we're close <laughs> it just very much feels like riot keeps wanting to fuck with the the jungle by giving characters yeah. percentage extra damage to jungle creeps and it never works out mm-hmm. well <laughs> yeah they, yeah and they just keep like they keep seeing that like they think jungle has some issues and they they know that it all revolves around like clear speed because that's the only jungle mechanic right now. Yeah. And instead of like putting other mechanics out there or changing any of the way like the camps spawn timing, like anything like that, they're just like, oh well, let's just give a bunch of other characters like double damage versus minions so that they can clear as fast as. Mm-hmm. you know whatever x character is insanely fast right now um i, I do that... like this change versus the morgana one where she got yeah. it on her primary ability mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. You, you know at least for echo jungle you have to proc it after you know two or three abilities and autos and then it has a cooldown. Mm-hmm. you know so i think it's a, a yeah. little bit better but yeah it's that is a very frustrating aspect of some of the things they choose to do not not that yeah, I, would... I again i just there's yeah go ahead i was gonna say not that i want to like uh stay on this for too too long but Mm -hmm. like you do bring up the important like question of like mechanics in the jungle uh i played a shitload of 3v3 i hit master in 3v3 in season eight right um and in the jungle in 3v3 the main objective is when you kill someone towers take a while to kill so you have to go claim these like uh almost skarner type like things yeah that give you like extra like health and then extra gold from like minions and stuff like that do you think there is a world in which having a shrine or two shrines in the enemy jungle and having some sort of like small mechanic on like maybe your jungle creeps spawn quicker maybe your jungle creeps give a bo- little bit of bonus exp-, exp or bonus gold or something like that when you have the enemy one claimed or when you have the majority of them do you think that would be an interesting mechanic or like is that even like is that too gimmicky i guess because I, I feel like uh, it was it was fun on 3v3 probably like a little bit too game changing but I also feel like it could be toned and changed to be interesting on Summer's Rift. I think it's yeah. both gimmicky and better than what we have. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. uh, but I, I I assume, Colton, you mean like adding actual mechanics to the camp. So it takes like some skill or some time to clear versus like, okay, like, do you have enough AOE damage to just clear everything uh-huh. in one sh- like one combo? 
I mean, that that's part of it. I guess, to me, what I would like to see more of is, again, like, different styles of junglers having opportunities to shine by all ending on their style, right? Because, like, you know, there there was a time in the jungle where you could, like, take two camps, buy seven wards, and then spend, like, the entire game just, like, vision, gank, vision, gank, vision, gank. Or you could power farm, like, a madman, like, they wouldn't see you until you're level 11. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could, like, I don't know, I feel like it is just so, 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 like, you have to power clear your first camps, um every time no matter and i mean right it's like do you do like a three camp to scuttle or do you do a full clear i guess are the options mm-hmm. um but if you are playing anything that just like has a slow clear I, I feel like it's way weaker and i'm sure that there are ways to do it because um, like obviously characters who don't have crazy fast clears are still being played it just yeah it seems weird that like anyone can clear pretty fast without taking much of any damage yeah that's the part that i I don't what's the point then of like having junglers and having different kinds right like let the people who fast clear fast clear at low health because their their thing is that i can damage you really quick but i might not be full health all time and then like the fiddlesticks and warwicks of the world who shouldn't be able to clear super fast because they're going to be at 100% health mm. the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. We'll that's see. That's my soapbox. Uh, that's the echo change. Again, bonus passive damage to monsters. Uh, next we've got Evelyn, another jungler. They are taking 20 seconds. Uh, oh, no. So our cooldown is decreased early only, I think. Yep. Yeah, so it's down 20 seconds at first rank, 10 at second, and the same cooldown at last. Um, okay, yeah, Eve's going to still take over certain games like crazy and be useless others. Yeah, I was talking and to she's Trevor gonna harder. a fair bit about this, and he thinks this change is actually like, huge. He, he His like logic is that she's a character that early game, like 6 to say 13 or whatever, only can gank when she has her ultimate like she's kind That's of true shit until she's like fed without her ultimate and taking giving her like 20 seconds like off of it is i mean you get a couple extra ganks in that like time span which is kind of big mm-hmm. but yeah it's cool. cool uh this is probably the biggest change of the patch i think yeah i think so um gangplank's q uh now counts as a ranged auto attack his e scales better with crit and barrel recharge time is increased but max charges now increase with rank so he has uh five barrels at max rank now his q no longer procs uh grasp is like the main interaction with q that we're going to see changed here um and the movement speed on it, i mean he still procs it just at, at the range yeah 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 well uh, so yeah. half effectiveness so yeah mm-hmm. we're probably i mean he'll probably still still take grasp but like it it's not as like cancerous as it used to be mm-hmm. um i think this is like crazy i think this is actually like a pretty big nerf to gangplank overall but i think they can buff him up to a state where he's more healthy for the game um because i, I, I i'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. so i was gonna say i'm someone who thinks gangplank is pre this change is played perfectly in a vacuum the best top laner in the game almost in every he, single matchup I mean, he should win like every matchup he has a strong early game despite being a hyperscaling late game character um i don't know it just it feels like this is like a way to bring him down and then hopefully like buff him back mm-hmm. up 
in in a vacuum, he's probably one of the best just characters in the game. Not even yeah. top laners. I mean, he mm-hmm. there. There's not a lot of. I would I would say like, I don't know, six to like thirteen ish. I think mm-hmm. is is probably like his weakest points of the game. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. then once you get to thirteen with barrels maxed and re- the the reduced cooldown of it, you know, it's it's he becomes one of the better characters mm-hmm. um sure, yeah. and initially i i didn't like this change a lot because i thought you know like it, it's part of gangsplank identity is sort of to to be that early game lane bully and and you know he's he's punishable uh, it's a frustrating lane I, but the more i think about it like I, I think this is a really good change um i it makes him a lot more vulnerable early but allows him to scale way harder late game he gets t- 25 extra damage if he goes crit. Yeah. 25% extra damage. Yeah. On an ability that already has a huge amount of percentage armor pen um, that can proc AoE Sheen, that can crit. Like, it, I mean, yeah, we've seen it one-hit carries in like professional games. Yeah. And, and it's like this is, a, this is a good change because I think putting a lot of his damage into the barrels, which you know, have a lot of counterplay or at the very least have a lot of um, like required skill where it, it's fucking hard to like to one part someone unless you've practiced it in the in the mm-hmm. um, the practice tool for hours on end. And even then you wouldn't get it perfect. Um, so I, I think this is a really good change. Um, I assume he's probably going to be a little bit bonkers on release. Um, I think he'll get nerfed, but I, th- I think this is a good change for, for the character overall. Yeah, I, I, I like that they've shifted a little more power into barrels because I think that that's one of the things that's very frustrating playing against Gangplank is like that he just sits there and Q auto cues you. And it's like, well, I dodge all the barrels or I cancel them all perfectly, but his Q with Grasp is just nutty on its own. Mm-hmm. Um I also, like, love the idea that Max Barrels is at 5 now. Because, like, there was already crazy 3-barrel shit. Now we've got 5-barrel shit. I think the biggest yeah, thing with 5-barrels is going to be that if you fuck up a barrel combo, you still have more barrels in your inventory mm-hmm. is, like, the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, then you can do, like, 2-barrel combos in a fight. Yeah. I mean, you could do 2-3-barrel well. combos in a fight, like which yeah. is that's, another yeah. huge thing. Um, yeah. I think that's probably the biggest part is now you are more useful more often. Um, of, of course, I, like the, the, the hesitancy is to like, you can't put too much power into barrels because then he literally one hits the entire team. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, which we've seen, mm-hmm. like you were saying in, in competitive. So there's like definitely a fine line to be drawn, but moving the power away from his Q and, and into his E is probably the, a good start. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's also a world where they can just like give some of that bonus power in terms of utility where, right, like the barrel maybe doesn't one hit your whole team, but, you know, that extra armor pen that he gets, like it, it state, you know, right, it turns into an armor shred and now mm-hmm. everybody gets it or maybe it has a fat slow. Or a support GP would be nasty then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know if that's yeah, necessarily right, I, yeah, the way yeah. to go with it, but they could give it some other utility that still says, like, hey, like, the barrel is the really, really big thing. Like, if you just queue them, it works, but it's going to be not nearly as effective. And then, mm-hmm. like, obviously, dodging barrels isn't crazy hard. You can auto-attack them. 
Unless you're against like a really really good gangplank who knows the timer perfectly, and then you're out of luck. But yeah. Also, hey, I, PSA, Colton. I don't know if you know this. I think I talked about it on the Discord. You can store sheen procs in barrels. If you like, put a barrel down, cue it to to proc the sheen in the barrel, and then auto auto to explode the barrel. It will it will deal sheen damage even though the auto that exploded hmm. the barrel did not proc sheen. That's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't I didn't realize that until like kind of relatively recently, but it seems like such a massive mechanic to to be aware of. <laughs> you just have like one in all three top lane bushes that's holding a sheen proc for you. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting. Yeah. And you no, just I don't keep know extending it, it. I don't know if you can like double sheen then. Like double sheen. I, don't, proc. I, doubt I assume you, you wouldn't because that would be nasty right but i don't know it's it's cool it's a cool mechanic to to know awesome yeah so uh graves game plank yeah, uh graves. q mana cost has been uh decreased by or i'm sorry increased by 20 um and then a splash art for the mafia i'm sorry the crime city graves skin has been updated i think the uh, mana so change is definitely is to, yeah yeah to, to to try to to kill lane graves yeah i don't think it's so. enough but like uh, it's it's a good like good direction rather than nerfing his damage because like the reality is is the problem. I mean he has like a billion damage, but the fact is that he just has you under tower the entire game because he can just Q waves on cooldown. Yeah, he has perma prio plus um, just free free wave clear with his passive like autos. Yeah. So, uh, I, and I'm I'm glad that they didn't like reduce the damage to minions because like I don't want to see Langraves like completely destroyed. Um, but this is definitely like a good way to like a good start. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Speaking of good good starts, <laughs> um, next is Irelia, who in her, who has her Q healing decreased. Uh, so it's decreased by four percent at all levels, four uh, percent attack damage. That is, uh, I still think she has a billion healing, but uh, this is a good start. I think it's more the fact that like early game she's healing like 25 per q on like a wave so if she has all the minions low she heals um like what 150 from just a wave which is kind of crazy mm-hmm. and then late game like i played her in the 2v2 which maybe her maybe her damage or something's increased but like 10 minutes into the game she healed 200 per q and yeah like, I, that's crazy i don't it's wild i don't understand how this character hasn't had her healing nerfed yet and it's probably because like oh the the champion is bad and competitive or yeah like in high elo she's you know she's bad her win rate's actually not that high Mm -hmm. like she heals for a percent of her total attack damage on every single minion that she like is able to cast it on and it's not it doesn't have reduced effectiveness which is like usually the case for every single healing character in the game which yeah, is uh, that really, been a, really surprising to me. That would have been a better nerf, I think, if they kept it at, like, the 20% attack damage max, but made it 50% as effective on minions, so it was actually yeah. 10% on minions. Because I'm fine. If she hits a fucking crazy ult and jumps to everyone and heals, like, all of that, sure, why not? That's, like, a skillful thing to do. But it's more the fact that when you trade on her and you get her down to 30%, and then she queues a wave and she's full again, that's where, like, I, I don't... I mean, I think that's most of the healing problem in League, right, is... I, yep. I don't I don't think like yeah characters heal a lot hitting you sure that's that's annoying but it's more annoying when you do damage to them and then they go hit something else like a minion and then heal up like Yon Yasuo uh Irelia they're all just characters that PVE yeah. their way back up into lanes and, 
And, yeah, like, and it's like it's annoying on minions. I think it's even like even more annoying when they do it for fucking jungle camps. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the fucking Yone leaves lane, takes raptors and healed from it. Mm-hmm. It's like, god damn it! Like I, 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 we talked about this on on the patron show, which you should listen to by the way for one dollar month. But it like I think it's more fine for a character like Vladimir, whose identity is I, I heal, mm-hmm. versus a character. Like Aurelia, whose identity is like I'm a very mobile like fighter bruiser. Yeah, she's a right? blade dancer. It, like, God forbid you try to gank Aurelia and you have any range creeps on your side. Yeah, <laughs> because her Q, in addition to full effectiveness on healing, does bonus damage to minions. Yeah, for for what reason? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So that she can hella stack up her passive really really fast, mm-hmm. and then win the two v one. Yeah, and it procs on hit effects. <laughs> yeah, it does. Sweet. Yeah, it does. Um, Kane, assassin. So blue Kane, uh, the passive damage has been decreased. Um, good little change. I, I like that. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. Um, Leona, W bonus resistances down by five. Gutted. Unplayable. Gutted. Unplayable. Is there alt still? Or is there is there W still better than Alistair alt? Or no? I, I'm not sure. I haven't worked out the numbers yet. So. Yeah, because this is bonus armor and MR, and they didn't touch the flat damage reduction yeah. at all. So yeah, still better, still better, still better for sure. Um, next is Lissandra. We talked about her actually last week. Um, her base attack damage has increased, and her Q mana cost has decreased. Both really good changes to help out what she needs. Yeah, it's it's interesting that we're already seeing Lissandra picked up a little bit in competitive. Yeah. Um, and then buffs are incoming. So I wonder if she's gonna be these aren't huge buffs, um, more like a, a small little nudge, but maybe it'll be the thing that kind of has has people picking her up again. I always thought she in competitive was like a much better top laner than a mid laner. Like I, I think the only problem with her being a top laner is that damage compositions don't really work with usually AP tops, I think. Yeah. Um but I think she makes a lot more sense because she's not like a high super high damage mage by any means. Um but I, I remember the top T P Lissandra days and I think that could come back like one hundred percent. I think so yeah, too. I, I think a lot of like the the top lane issues are mana costs then because you're fighting mm-hmm. characters up there who don't have a lot of mana costs. Yeah. Um, or the half of them don't have resources at all anymore. Yeah, something like that. But <laughs> but yeah, it could be interesting with this uh these mana changes. Yeah. I I prefer yeah, like a, a bruiser Lissandra top to the glass cannon electrocute mm-hmm. plus mid, but uh We'll see. We'll see for sure. Um, next, we have Lucian. Uh, Big changes. Which, yeah. Uh, base attack damage is down two. They've adjusted his passive, so now his uh, when he's been buffed or empowered or really any you know aid from an ally, <laughs> his next two attacks deal bonus magic damage, um, and that can work on a double shot. It'll pop both of them. You can stack up to four stacks. Um, the W, they've added a thing that's saying when allies hit your W target, you get the movement speed as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's already uh, been in the game. That's oh, it, it says I, it's new. It triggers vigilance, which is the the, oh, okay. the magic damage auto attack things. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, he gets he gets bonus stacks when they hit somebody who's got your W on them. Yeah, so he'll get and the move speed added, and the bonus stacks. Yeah, so they'll they'll get the move speed still, um, but you will also get bonus damage on your next two attacks every time they hit that person. 
Uh, so if you land a good W and you're both just autoing them to, to hell, lots of extra bonus magic damage. And then lastly, they've lowered the base damage on the culling a little bit, but they've added a critical strike ratio uh, to push him more into the 80 carry crit build. Um, you can get a lot more shots depending on your critical strike, and the damage can definitely be higher if you have enough. Yeah, I'm really excited for, for this change. Um, I, I think it's going to be really fun to play him in the bot lane. Yeah, I think it looks fun. I was watching it on the PBE, like it with like the full forty-seven shots uh, from having mm-hmm. Max crit, and it just looks funny, like how many, how fast he shoots. <laughs> nice, cool, excited. Um, Nami's up next. Her base health is increased, and the W mana cost is decreased later. That's still probably like some Nami buffs. She's probably still like too rough. Like the main issue is like yeah, Ebb and yeah. Flow is just too fucking good of an ability. Uh, there's yeah. a reason why it costs one hundred and thirty mana, like at max rank which is at mm-hmm. level nine, by the way. So your support at level nine, your best ability costs more than every single ultimate in the game. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I, there may be some ultimate still at 125. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, it's either way. Like it's most. Yeah, yeah. It's her best lot. ability. <laughs> she's still probably like a little bit too weak, but she's, she's she'll come back eventually. She's a very good character. Mm-hmm. She'll come back when Enchantress supports come. come yeah. Back. The next change is Senna. Her crit damage uh, penalty is reduced and her soul drop rate is increased. I'm scared about the soul drop rate. So um, so, so the ones that you last hit has been like more than doubled uh, in this patch. Yeah, I am not quite sure why, um, but maybe this is just yeah, for starving Senna, which do- is not... <sighs> I mean, I but know. this doesn't this doesn't nerf starving Senna. This should buff Senna in general, That's true. right? Like, uh, I maybe I maybe they mm-hmm. want her to be an eighty carry. They're starting to realize that support Senna isn't good for the game because she's literally an 80, 80 carry post twenty five minutes, uh, and that's mm-hmm. not good for mm-hmm. team comps. But yeah, that's a lot. This is a big change to see. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's a little a little scary that they're like. I mean, I guess we haven't been seeing a ton of Senna lately. But it's always tough when there's an infinite range scaling mm-hmm. character in the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's the center change. Teemo E on hit damage is up by, uh, looks like a flat three. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of extra on hit damage for, for the little mushroom man himself. Hell yeah. I did not realize that he had... I, so I was gonna have you guys guess when he was changed last. He's he's actually received a pretty good amount of of changes. He received one in eleven eleven, and then yeah. eleven seven as well. Like it's it, he's he's gotten um, changed a lot. I mean, he's just a bad character. Is like the main yeah. thing. Like he's he, no matter how strong he is, he still will never do anything good for the comp. Right? Is like the main thing. So yeah, I mean his his best play is you're winning the game and need to defend neutral objectives without being able to take them. Yeah. Which is a very, very niche, like play style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So cool. Uh, uh, Viego um, is but... next. His attack range is reduced. His base healing on possession. So his, his passive is reduced. The scaling is increased. Q damage multiplier from crit chance is increased. The E camo radius is increased. And the ultimate slow duration is decreased. 
Uh, so some nerfs for uh, for the for the emo king boy. Um, I think it's good though. Kind of pushing him more towards crit and reducing the amount of healing he gets from his passive are are kind of the two biggest changes. I hope I he's. Would, I would say my whole my only thing is I hope he's playable at worlds, but I don't want him to be pick ban. I think he does. He's very cool to watch in pro play, but I also oh absolutely don't want him to be, be like actually in like every game. Like I I think it's like not fun to watch all the time. But when Viego does crazy shit and turns into a bunch of characters, that's like really cool to watch. Like he's a very stylish character. Um. I really do think stuff like the attack uh, range nerf and stuff like that will, it will be rough. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think so too. Um, you know, it's going to be hard to find a play better than the rogue misfits pentakill mm-hmm. with Fiego. Um, so I, I, I hope he becomes sort of like a, a I've, I've said this a couple times, a niche character like Yasuo, where. You know, he's not, at least in competitive, in terms of competitive, he's not pickable every single game. But there are uh-huh. going to be some games where he gets played, and he's going to look uh-huh. really, really good. And there will be some games where people pick him up, and you're like, that was a bad choice. Yeah, yeah, which is which is uh, fine, yeah. you know? It's fine uh-huh. for characters to exist like that, so. Yeah, I, and I, I prefer, especially like those flashier, can-do-a-lot characters, mm-hmm. to be that way, where it's like... Hey, if you have the potential to 1v9, you shouldn't have also the guarantee that if you go in 1v9, that you can get out if you made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, 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 Like, that's... <laughs> you, you, you need to have, right, like, weaknesses, mm-hmm. not just a free get-out-of-jail nonsense. Yeah. Uh, cough, yoni, <laughs> or whatever his fucking shadow clone bullshit is. Saya. Up next, after Viego, uh, Q cast time now decreases with attack speed, um, and the ultimate damage has been increased by that's 75 going so 75 at level one, only 25 at max level. So yeah, the the bonus at uh, like lower animation time on Q sounds really nice. Her, to be able to thread those in with attacks. The base damage of her level 1 ulti, by the way, is 200. That seems like a lot, right? Yeah, I don't know why they're uh, putting more damage on her ult when it's really a lot more of a, like, survive utility tool. I, I mean, I, I guess maybe they want to push her into using it aggressively to get a bunch of feathers out. I don't think it's actually a bad. Right. If she does use it aggressively, that's way cooler, right? Like, I, it, no, 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 no. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, And I'm fine with it at, at rank 2 and 3. It just, like, 200 at level 1 on an AoE ability, like, seem just it just seems like a lot. I'm, I'm sure it won't actually matter as much as the attack speed animation changes. It just seems like a lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Zed, Zed's Q ratio is increased and his E ratio is decreased and his R cooldown is increased late. Uh, it's cool. I I mean, I, I think shurikens are probably the most interesting part about his kit. So if like, that's a more core part of like what you have to hit, then hell yeah, that's sick. It's also the, the skill shot versus the the guaranteed damage. Yeah. Uh, No, there's, there's no reason that Zed should have high damage on E. Mm -hmm. We'll run through the items super quick. Uh, Divine Sunder is losing five attack damage. Hullbringer is Hullbreaker is gaining 100 HP. Uh, Serpent's Fang is losing six lethality. Wit's End is getting uh, more. Um, uh, I don't know. Non-linear scaling. Uh, it's it's better at 
what it said 13 aiden is that right yeah so it has the same uh damage uh one through eight then at 13 is when it breaks even uh and it's more at more damage at level 14 15 16 and 17 so yeah and then at 18 so, it's the, it's the yeah. same so just so, worse just to rush for your first item first yeah don't don't mm-hmm. first item with send is what they're yeah. trying to put uh yumu's has a uh, cost reduction it has a different build path it has less attack damage and now gives ability haste um we've got fleet footwork changes as well essentially it's going to function the same for melee characters um and it is a small buff to ranged characters uh overall a big reduction to healing on minions yeah um so you're going to need to auto attack champions to get the the effectiveness of the the healing um from this so, and then we've got a clash coming up on September 4th and 5th, and then also 18th and 19th. Um, so, cool. Got lots of bug fixes, some updated system requirements that you can check out, and then some updating, updated skins. Crime City, Nightmare, Akali, Shaco, Twisted Fate, uh, and Darius, uh, sorry, Darius and Zyra, as well as Brave Phoenix, Zaya, Divine Phoenix, Anivia, and Graceful Phoenix, Seraphine. The skins look so good, man. They, they look, look so really good, cool. Yeah. Um, also, we, just like we skipped over the bug fixes, uh, big news for me. Uh, bug fix number two, fixed a bug where Tom Kench's ultimate availability HUD indicator was not graying out after his oh. ultimate is used. That's been a bug since his release. Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Five or six years in the making, they finally fixed this bug that <laughs> fucking showed that your ultimate was up all the time, and then people would be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, why didn't you do this?" Or now, "Hey, why didn't you eat me?" Yeah. So they fixed it. Interesting. Did they fix the other one with like your? Yeah, the uh, Jackson whatever stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's good. Okay, they they did. Fix- okay, well, so yeah, that's the that's the patch. Do we want to? Yeah move on into the five star just kidding there's no reviews yeah leave we have us, no leave stories us, leave us some reviews so you can read it we are sad and hungry league cast we want to talk no about stories. we want to talk about competitive league yeah we do so over in the lec um the first match we had i believe was fanatic versus misfits it was a three two uh then we had um rogue versus mad lions mad lions with the three oh uh, and then on Sunday, the 22nd, boy, we had a banger of a series. Mm-hmm. Fnatic versus G2. And, uh, boys, Fnatic is going to Worlds. G2 is not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I posed what? this question to you last week. Is this the single greatest, like, super roster, like, blow up of all time I in mean, League? In theory, the biggest one is still Elements, I think. But... I, I don't know like G2 was uh, G2 last year right was just smashing everyone it felt like and then they added the best if not the best AD carry you know maybe even the best player and they miss worlds I don't know I, I literally think elements in my opinion is still the biggest like super team we've ever seen it was literally fair designed enough, from like three teams coming together and creating like a team you know what I mean it was like actually best players in every role maybe other than support i would say but like like okay. wicked was probably the best top laner in the west uh shook was probably the best jungler frogum was definitely the best mid laner at the time and reckless was by far the best ad carry and they all left like teams to come to that team and then they fucking did nothing they placed like i don't know like super low i think in the split it was really bad fair enough they didn't even get close to worlds i, I think g2 is still a good team i just think that like turns out like perks is a a big uh 
uh, big benefit. <laughs> it turns out Perks is really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so cool. Uh, this week we have uh, looks like Fnatic versus Rogue, uh, and Mad Lions versus the Winner. So that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, I think the funniest thing about this is that Mad Lions has officially made it further in Worlds than they did last year. <laughs> Because they uh, are in group stage now. They're out of play. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. That's so funny, actually. Wow. <laughs> Good so for fun. them. Um, yeah. Cool. And over in North America, we had on Thursday, Evil Geniuses versus Cloud9. It was a 3-0. It wasn't very close. Um, sorry to Evil Geniuses. On Friday, we had a 3-1 uh, TSM over Immortals. Also was not very close. Um, even in the win, I, I, I don't know. It felt kind of like a... Uh, like a eh, this doesn't really affect the outcome of the the series. Um, on Saturday we had Team Liquid three twoing one hundred thieves. Uh, that was a a pretty good series. Um, uh, Team Liquid moving on to the winners finals. Yeah, no, to the finals. Finals, yeah, to the finals now. Um, and on Sunday the glorious day of league that we had, uh, Cloud Nine versus TSM three two Cloud Nine in. One of the closer series and one of the like biggest throws I think that we've seen in a long time. It should have been three zero. Um, yeah. Series should have been three zero. <laughs> Is it? Should I? Should I go back and watch it? Because I just finished EG and uh, Hundred Thieves. No, Hundred Thieves. I'm way behind. Oh, you're way behind. I mean, best I mean, series yeah. of the week was G Two Fanatic. If you have like time to watch yeah. any games, I'd watch okay. that series. It's actually really, really good. Yeah, wow, that, that one was, like, pretty high quality. I, I will say the TSM Cloud9, I, like, w- may have been more entertaining just because of the, the stakes involved. Yeah. Um, so, but but it was a, it, it was good. It was a good series. Um, Should have been 3-0, but, hey, here we are. No, TS, no TSM, no Worlds. So, uh, that is it for the LEC, LCS and uh, LEC kind of update. Um, we've also got a world's location update. It uh, is going to be moved from China to Europe. Uh, I'm not sure if they've announced exactly where, um, like where in Europe yet. No. So like it's probably going to be whatever European country has the most lenient COVID laws. Because um, yeah, I mean Dota with the international is also uh, now doing it somewhere in some European country. Uh, in mm-hmm. October? Yep, so, October, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's going to be whatever fucking country allows the most players to uh, come there. Hell yeah. Which is, it's, I, it's, for some reason, I have Iceland stuck in my head, but maybe that's not... I mean, Iceland no, was no, where no, MSI... World's in Amsterdam, baby. It's where MSI was. Everything's legal in Amsterdam. Because uh, Iceland had super, like... Uh, yeah. Like non-strict uh, things, but either way, it's like one of those things where it does kind of it does it does kind of feel bad that they aren't able to do it in China, um, because they're yeah. supposed to do their ten-year anniversary in China was supposed to be massive. And they're like, oh fuck, we'll do it next year, uh, and we'll move NA to 2022. Uh, and I was kind of worried, like, fuck, are they going to move NA to 2023 now? But they've officially confirmed, at least fr- as much as we can see, the um, director of operations uh, at Lolly Sports uh, tweeted out that. There's never a dull moment uh, in the events business. It's going to be a crazy month, but I'm excited to help deliver another amazing Worlds to our fans. I'm really hoping for a COVID-free event planning cycle for Worlds in North America next year. So at least 
according to that tweet, NA NA's still going to get Worlds next year. It's not going to be. We're not going to try China round three. Um, yeah, but which is unfortunate. A lot of the I, I was reading a lot of the. Um, oh boy, what's the um, what's the Reddit that they use over there? I forget the name of it. Oh, I, I know what you mean. Uh, Invin. The Invin. Yeah, I was reading a lot of the Invin reactions, and they seemed pretty level-headed about it. And yeah, most honestly, people, pretty happy that it was getting moved. Yeah, most people don't want like a ton of people like uh, people would rather everyone be safe like that that's like a yeah like the same thing at the olympics right you don't you just don't want people like you don't want your country to yeah, like, I, be fucked because of something like something like this like i think um i think i read that 60 percent of uh japanese citizens supported um either like postponing yeah. moving or canceling the olympics um so it, it definitely feels like a weird non um like non-american yeah thing <laughs> like I, I don't think that would go over well in the u.s but did you guys uh watch the uh world's 21 2021 update video from like the director of esports guy uh on the law I, I did not know oh. uh so it's pretty well just like it <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> this maybe is not like important enough to talk about because it's just me like ranting about stuff but i feel yeah. like everyone in the comment section was like why the fuck is he like so not interested like he's not even excited to announce that it's moving to Europe, guys. He's they're okay. moving it because it's fu- there's a fucking pandemic, yeah. And it's an apology video to the Chinese League of Legends fans because they're not having it in their country. Everyone's like, man, mm-hmm. he's just like not even excited. Like, why does he even yeah. enjoy his job? It's like, what the fuck? Like, just have you ever this met a human to hype up EU fans? It's yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, China. We're taking this away from you. Because a lot of shit's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, we, we like to bash on, like, uh, Americans and stuff for being like, uh, America is the center of the world or whatever. But this very much felt like EU is the center of the world. Why aren't they excited? <laughs> or why isn't he excited about this? Yeah. Um, but either way, I, I think it's cool. I'm glad they can actually do it live still. I hope all the teams can make it. We had a long discussion in our Discord today about what they should do if teams can't make it and i think we kind of came to the consensus that we hope they don't just randomly invite like a fourth eu and na seed uh rather than uh they should just move up like an extra planes uh team i think that's like the best way of doing it i don't think changing Mm -hmm. the qualification process after it's happened is a very good way of doing stuff it very much feels biased because you can go oh they only did this because well now they get to add tsm and g2 and those are big teams with big fans like Mm-hmm. It, it, I hope they just do. Hey, we're gonna make it so two extra teams can come from play-ins, or one extra team can come from play-ins, or whatever the fuck. Uh, but we'll yep. see. Yeah. Um, Riot also announced LCS game changers. Uh, the quick rundown: it is gonna be um, a women's only kind of life as a pro event. Mm-hmm. Um, you can submit applications to participate. Uh, there will be 10 highly skilled women selected to fill two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, over two weeks, they'll experience life as a pro. They'll have daily scrims. Um, there'll be positional coaching, analyst VOD reviews, expert panels, uh, and uh, the players will gain key pro-level skills. Um, at the end, the teams are going to compete in a best of five, um, and they'll be able to demonstrate their skills and abilities while also um, building their professional connections. Um it is. Uh, it's pretty cool. It seems like a. Um, uh, what's a good description? Sort of like a. The the only thing I can think of is, like, there's that UFC fighting, um, show where like you, you fight against the people to get a, a spot, um, where it, it's not going to be like a guaranteed roster spot, but it is really cool to mm-hmm. see this opportunity 
presented for people who usually don't have access to the same level of, mm. of you know, resource that, that a lot of mm. other people do. I think it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's giving a, a way in yeah. for a lot of them. Um, the one thing that I think is also really, really cool about this, my biggest thing is like the last paragraph of the actual thing is that um, the, the program's goal is to help these players and they're not broadcasting it live. And I don't know if they even are planning on really broadcasting it, period. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I think is the biggest thing for me. Because I, I think all, like, going back to the, the biggest example of it done poorly, I think Siren, mm-hmm. Team Siren, mm-hmm. it's like, th- that was all marketing. Like, yeah. look at this team of girl gamers. Buy our merch. Subscribe to our channel. Yeah. Look at all. It's so great. But, like, this is literally, like, hey... We're not doing this to, you know, make a huge buck for Riot Game, mm-hmm. for Riot Games. It's like, no, no, we're here to actually allow players who are getting shafted by the community to get a chance to actually, like, develop their skills and, you know, maybe get out there on a pro team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at sure. least, like, an academy spot, something like that. Yeah, an academy spot. So, like, whatever it happens to be, obviously, yeah, it's not like, oh, cool, you, you won this here's your spot on cloud nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, it's at least giving them more opportunities and, you know, evening out that, that discrepancy that there definitely is. I think this is yeah. amazing though. And I've also like, so I'm very much someone who like, I think social media has tainted, uh, tainted me. And I kind of like look for the bad in people like, Oh, this is coming out. I can't wait for people to shit on it sort of thing. But the reaction mm-hmm. to this has been really positive. Like outside of a couple Good. like troll comments, like, everyone's like really like the the worst like takes are um this doesn't really do anything but i guess it's like not a bad thing you know what i mean like this won't really like solve the issue of what of girls not being in esports but it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt and that like that's like uh, yeah, it's a negative take but it's not like a terrible thing like where's yeah. my male version or mm-hmm. whatever um but yeah. yeah it's really it's really really cool it, yeah that's that's a kind of negative take I, yeah like there's there's a little bit of a negative spin on it but ultimately right like they're not wrong that yeah that's this I, I this, this say, doesn't fix the, yeah. the yeah. huge systemic problems that exist this is a one-time band-aid versus a uh-huh. systemic you know yeah and, and at the very least it's showing that they're trying and like even if it does like you know a minuscule amount it's still a minuscule amount in the right direction that will hopefully continue a snowball effect. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that, like, just in general, like, the internet and, like, esports and stuff like that needs to be... Just the internet in general, though, needs to be, like, a more fucking friendly place to, like, women. And it, it's... Honestly. It, like, maybe, like, I'm... I, I'm trying not to be, like, too, like, silly about it, but, like, it very much feels like gamers just dislike women. <laughs> like, and I, I don't think that's even, like, that crazy of a thing. I, I, I Maybe I, like, look into it too much, and maybe I, like, am in the weeds of it you know what i mean i don't need to be but like even stuff like uh i started watching this series on uh wired on youtube right where they have like Mm -hmm. an expert explain whatever right um right like wired has like a bunch of series like that and i've noticed that every single one that is done by a woman is just has way more like down votes or like uh thumbs downs on youtube and it i think it's because people Mm -hmm. like men the primary primary audience for like uh, online content don't like being told shit by a woman like and it's like that it's so fucking crazy man it's just like yeah and like they're 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 way happier to 
jump in and say like hey even though you're an expert what you said is wrong yeah um there is one thing that i saw not super maybe like a month or two ago um where it's like that you are way more likely to interrupt like a woman who's speaking Mm -hmm. whether that be in like a a business meeting a, a classroom you know whoever it is and like I'm going to let you finish, it's, Colton. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Sorry. It's it's funny to me that, like, it, it it's true for men and women. Like, women will interrupt women more than they'll interrupt men. Men will interrupt women more than they'll interrupt men. Like, it, it, it happens on both. And same thing for, like, calling on people for, like, the... I think the exercise was, like, calling on people in class where it's, like, mm-hmm. it, it's going to just be, become eventually, like, nine out of ten times it's going to be, like, picking a guy. Mm-hmm. Um so it's yeah it's it's wild yeah um cool that's why i interrupt everyone equally (laughs) and i shit talk everyone equally i'm a little disappointed it won't be streamed but i absolutely understand Mm -hmm. why it won't be um so yeah maybe there'll be like vods of it so Mm -hmm. you you, there's not that negative perception live yeah um i mean they're probably gonna make content i I would assume like yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it would be uh, well, maybe not. I was gonna say it would, it would be weird to advertise it, but you need participants, so yeah, it's cool. I'm, cool. I'm really Let's excited. Let's jump into the roundtable. Yep. Um, cool. So last week's roundtable question was: um, a movie was getting two charges on his queue uh, next patch. Which champions would you like to see have two charges on one of their primary abilities? Um, so we got lots of answers, lots of answers in all of our different social medias and stuff. So from our Facebook, uh, from sorry, from our Twitter. Um, we got one from Bartek and he says Blitz Q, uh, make them even more scared, but on a serious note, Alistar E, but it can be applied to the same champion twice. Imagine having two Alistar tramples that you could just punch them twice Jesus. and stun them. That'd be funny as fuck. Uh, and then Tyler said Vigar E, which I think is fucking super OP. It's crazy. Um, from our Facebook, Jason said Morgana Q, being able not to move, being able to move <laughs> is so OP. Um, Alex said Thresh Hook because why not? I'm a Thresh main. It would be nice that I can use one to try to predict a flash or dodge, and then when Silvers don't do that, I can just keep walking straight and use my second hook to try again. <laughs> um, from our Discord, we got one from Skep, and he said, "I would love to see two char- two charges on Silas's W. I feel like that champion has been lacking pretty hard since he came out. I think this would be a good and healthy change to uh, the Chad mid laner." Christ, he's been hurting for uh, for damage. Yeah, um, <laughs> Wujong uh, or Wojo, I don't know. Uh, said I would love to. Uh, I would love Fizz to have two charges on E. Uh, that way he could E into a fight and then still have E to get out. Seems fair. Jesus. Reckless abandon said give Jar give Jarvan a second flag. I feel like he'd be able to make some outplays uh, because it wouldn't be obvious that he's going to queue to the first flag. He can drop one to bait out dashes uh, without losing his mobility. I actually don't think that would be an awful change. <laughs> I don't think so either. I, I, I think it's way more busted. But I would love to see two Q charges instead. Yeah. So you could go for the like the the double up, the uh, Q forward and then Q backward. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be mm-hmm. cool. But I, I do think that's yeah. way more busted than having two flags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I thought of another one if you don't mind me. Yeah, go right ahead. Which I just think would be super fun to use. Darius Q. <laughs> like being able to buffer oh, the like starting timer of that though would be so fun yeah that'd be crazy right like because it's already a, like cast it and it happens like a third of a second later mm-hmm. and it's like okay do i do i double q or do i like q and like wait until it's right about to proc before <laughs> i hit the second one yeah that'd be nasty. like timing those would be so fun 
Yeah. Um, then we have our last one from Armist, and he said, Leona should have two charges on her W, because it's obvious that the yeah. five armor, five armor nerf on her W is going to gut her, so she needs a little something extra to help her survivability. Bring our queen back. <laughs> Bring her back. Uh, but yeah, that's that's sick. You should be able to cast them both at the same time to get plus 80 flat damage reduction or whatever. Yeah. But you don't need it, because one is 80% damage reduction. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so true. You'll you'll just hit ninety from this. <laughs> this week's round table question is a little bit more open ended. Um, but what is the next meta that you would like to see in League? I, I don't know. Hot take. I think the meta right now is is really mm-hmm. really good. Um, I think there's not a particular archetype that's necessarily too bad. Like I, I think control mages have it probably the worst. Maybe tanks as well. Um. But I, I think the I think the game is in a good spot, like a really good spot overall. So I'd like to see, I don't know, just sort of like this meta, but maybe with different characters. Yeah, that'd be cool. What about you, Colton? I I guess I would want to see maybe. I'm not a huge fan of the amount of gold that turret plates give. Mm-hmm. And how, like, that puts so much prio on getting Rift Herald to take three free plates. Yeah. And I guess, I I think it'd be really interesting to reduce the amount of gold you get from those and just put turret plates on the first three levels of towers, but have, like, the gold amount of the plates decrease based on, like, how long they've been there. Okay. Okay. Okay, interesting. So it's like so like if you're doing really really well early and like you knock down the plates like you can get a bunch from it. Mm-hmm. But if you come into lane, you know, at 1340 yeah. with Harold and it like hits the tower and now you just got 500 gold, like I I don't really like that. And I, I think that that could be really interesting for like if they if they did it where it's like once the first tower falls starts the clock on the next tower's plates like decreasing value yeah. then then I think that could open up a lot of really interesting like side lane play where it's like cool our top laner is dumpstering we need to bring the action somewhere else so that they can actually keep pushing and getting those plates. Yeah, that's that's really cool, actually. Like, and I think that then that could also lead to some like interesting skirmishes where it's like, okay, maybe we don't need to worry so much because like those plates aren't worth as much right now, um, or you know we're not going to see as many four man dives bottom at like five minutes to get two plates. Hmm. That'd yeah. be cool. No, I like that a lot. Actually, that's that's really really unique. Um, as for myself, I guess the only change, and it only came up because we talked about this episode, is I would like to see um, AP top laners back in meta for top. We're seeing a little bit of cannon, which I'm so surprised. I think cannon is so bad right now. But I would love yeah, to see like a whole real. slew of like uh, AP top laners and stuff. That'd be so much fun. I feel like they like really open up like how comps and stuff are designed. So that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, they definitely do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you want to tell us... Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff there. Yeah, if you want to tell us uh, which uh, ne- what's the next meta that you guys would like to see in Lee, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, our Twitter, uh, both at LeagueCast, our Discord. Uh, come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's LeagueCastPodcast.com slash Discord. Um, yeah, or send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com. Pog, um, let's jump into MailFight. Our first email is from Alex, and it's been from uh, almost three weeks ago at this point, more yeah. than three weeks ago. Uh, hey, it made it to our spam folder, but we're uh, we're reading it now. 
Hey, Lee Cast, Alex here with a busty email for you. So this past weekend, I finally gave, I finally went and did my yearly grind to gold so I can receive my free skin. After this adventure, I came up with a question for you as well as a story. My question is, is Duo Q, oh, I thought we, I think we read this one, actually. It was in our spam folder, so I don't know. Okay, maybe maybe he sent not. it twice. Know, we, he might have sent it twice, though. Maybe it was some, just something we read very this. similar. Okay, yeah. If, Either that or we read something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we read this one. I think so. I think you're um, right, yeah. But to, yeah. to answer your question quick alex if we if we didn't um duo q is harder because it matches you harder because it's such an advantage to have communication yeah yeah we 100 percent did read this one last time yeah i think he just probably he uh, probably like got it sent to spam then sent it like when he realized we didn't read yeah, it sort of thing I think but so. uh mm-hmm. that's cool yeah cool. so thanks again for the email yeah. from back then uh next one we've got is from the duke of doom salutations salivating scallywags tis i the duke of doom uh p.s my username is from a rebrand of the username doom to you all with a bunch of letters (laughs) uh, due to people pronouncing it as doom toyota 11 i almost said that (laughs) it's definitely doom toyota 11 doom toyota 11 (laughs) is a really funny account name though (laughs) there's no t but it's doom toyota 11 Uh, instead of the childish lead speak that it is uh, and the original username is due to Seb67 not being available in Minecraft and my wish of doom to Mahjong for this slice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the email, Duke of Doom, a.k.a. Doom Toyota 11 And on to the next one. Next email is from Kane. Hey, fellows of the pod, it helps me get through my slogging summer job of delivering cooked bread and cheese to ungrateful no-tip-giving Timo mains. Harking back to subject, Curse League account ROM... Last week, I would just like to inform you guys that you're wrong. My main is definitely cursed. My main is hard stuck gold, yet I'm easily a high grandmaster to low challenger player. That's why NA is not very competitive in international bouts. They suppress talent like me, which devastates the pool of young blood coming through the groundworks. On another note, I have an idea for a top selling skin cock rocket blitzcrank. Instead of punching his rusty hand source people, the skin would shoot his wanker like a rocket, grasping the enemy with deadly precision. You cannot deny the genius of the idea. Anyways, thanks for keeping me entertained and keep up the good work. You large dads, Kane. Hell yeah. I'm glad large dads are becoming a thing. Quality <laughs> email. email. That was good. Thanks, Kane. Jesus. And good, good luck with your climb. Hopefully you're not too cursed. Uh, next one is from El Tano. Uh, no, actually all cards can be unlocked with essence or wild cards and they are never locked behind some story progression. Uh, I can imagine two reasons for not finding a card. Cards that one has no copies of are not shown unless you press the show unknown button in the top. Another reason could be that Scar Grounds was released last December. If your deck's first version was an older build. This is the last uh, week when you're talking about like you couldn't find a card when you're uh, building a deck. Yeah, I, I don't think I, this would apply to you, Cold. If you played in Major mm-hmm. Deck before the card came out, it would it would have some issues finding it. Is what he's saying. That yeah, maybe because it was it was a default deck that I was starting mm. with. So maybe then, yeah, that that could have been it. Which is lame. Um, yeah, uh, all I can say is that it was not clear by any means, yeah. and I, I think in in this case, this is one where like. Even if it potentially was there, like, I definitely clicked the show unknown and was looking yeah. for it. Like, if there was something else I needed to click, like, it, that's not something that's good for a game like this is, like, for 
players, new players to feel like they wasted their resource on something because the card was locked or they couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite sure. things like uh, that ever happened to me is like I'll, I'll be like looking for something and be like, man, it's got to be easier than this. Like just in whatever in life, right? Like I'll be confused by something and I'll be like, yeah, am I dumb or is this actually hard <laughs> like because i'm like like I, I i think most people like think of themselves as like relatively intelligent people and i go yeah fuck like if i like can't do this then like how do most people do this and i'm like maybe i'm just like a dumber human <laughs> but yeah it's usually it's bad design yeah, like, yeah surely it's surely it can't be that hard yeah. um but yeah he said sorry for the bm but hearing your friendly banter every week makes me want to join in on the fun uh, however, aside, I wonder if there are any other high ELO Legends of Runeterra <laughs> players in the League Cast community. Plat isn't high ELO. You're only high ELO if you're Challenger, 1,400 points, nerd. I mean, I'm sure there is. Um, I think there's probably tons of people that still play it in, like, our Discord. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so, yeah, if hey, uh, maybe start up a thread in the general, or maybe we can pop a, a Legends of Runeterra channel in here somewhere. Uh, but, yeah. Thanks for the email, Eltano, uh, our 600k mastery Sona one-trick pony. The next email is from Bisquick. Uh, Hello, gentlemen. My name is Matt, and I thoroughly enjoyed the email on the last episode that was talking about username origins, and I thought I would share mine. My username is uh, Bisquick, Bisquick, Jesus, Bisquick with an E. Similarly to Colton, when I first started playing video games, I'd use cheesy, non-creative names like Golden Man 102. <laughs> but one day I decided I should make a unique and funny one. Through the help of my friends, I came up with the name Besquick. Uh, this sounds similar to my last name. It is not my last name, which is one of the reasons I liked it so much. I also ran in high school, so the quick part of it was a play on that. The best part is it's available in pretty much every game I've ever played. Don't be stealing it now, listeners. Um, sorry you guys had to listen to my boring story, and I look forward to each uh, episode every week. So glad I found you guys. P.S. I'm hard suck silver because I die too much, and I can't not go for risky plays, even though I've been playing for as long as my friends, and they're all gold or plat. I, I do like the idea of um, one of our listeners taking this guy's account name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's yeah. really funny. Well, I... <laughs> that is very funny. When you first said it, I, I thought you said Bisquick, which uh, is a pancake mix mm. if you're not <laughs> like it, if, him being like, that's my original creation, Bisquick. <laughs> well, I, I thought he was going <laughs> I thought he was going to say, like, he, he kept coming up with stuff and they were taken and he just, like, looked on the fucking pantry shelf and there was a box of Bisquick and he's like, yeah, that'll work. Like, this is it. I also um, have a question to pose to you guys. How much... How much do you have to actually run in high school for it for you to say I ran in high school? Because like he he doesn't say I ran mm-hmm. track in high school. Yeah, I think if right? you track say or I ran cross, cross country, country or something. I do like the idea of like <laughs> he, I I physically uh, yeah. like he just Naruto ran. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then I would run. There was there were like two days a year that I would have a nice a nice run. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, no, but that's, that's good. Uh, and I'm going to steal your account name on every platform unless you send me pancakes. Hell yeah. So, so says the pancake prince. Yeah. Come at me. Uh, next Thanks email is from, from Gragas. Oh, this is, Nick, <laughs> Nick told us about this when it came in. Uh, so this is an email from Gragas. Uh, hi guys. Love the podcast. Recently discovered it as a great way to keep up with the game while I'm at work. I just thought I would bring up an interesting experience I have had. 
I don't know if any of you guys are drinkers, but I have found that after I have one to three drinks, I perform better at league. I feel like the reason for this is that my inhibitions are slightly lowered and I commit to plays faster without second guessing. I'm a top lane main and I also find that my trading tends to be a tad more aggressive, which can help me with certain, uh, help me win certain matchups. Uh, Wukong versus Mordekaiser, you have to commit to being aggressive, for example. Uh, now, of course, it's remembering that there is a significant drop-off in performance after three drinks, <laughs> which makes the game pretty unplayable from a mechanics perspective, so I do not recommend binge drinking and playing any video game, Kragus. Um, so... There's definitely a sweet spot, right? Yeah, no, there's... I, I'm forgetting the name of the effect, but it's like, you get slightly better with a couple drinks, and then it just, like, peaks the off. Faker effect. <laughs> Faker's just ah. fucking just crunk when he's on stage. He's, he's hammered all the time, man. That's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, hey, if it's, if it's working for you, go for it. I think some of those reasons make sense. Uh, you do recommend, you don't recommend binge drinking and playing any video game. I don't know if I can agree with that last point. There's there are some games that you know just that Probably drive just you to binge, binge drink, drink at all. Yeah, but no, drink responsibly. Um, should you, so I don't want this to be like an open letter to for for people to send in emails like this. It's wild that we haven't got any like character emails, right? Like, <laughs> do, do you remember a long time ago when Tyler One would have like Kyler One? Yeah like donations and, yeah. and things like that it would just be variations of his name yeah. of like hey i uh i see you're still tiny like in high school see it see a loser yeah like stuff like that we haven't gotten i don't know character emails uh please don't don't send one in yeah, he's gonna say it up right now now that now that like yeah if we put the idea in your head then it's not funny enough that to, to write it <laughs> yeah yeah it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be lame when it, like you send in a really good email and so do six other people yeah <laughs> but yeah Cool. So wait six months and then do it. Yeah, when we forget and we think it's super hey, original. Hey, uh, email from Nick the Kong Cooper yeah. here. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Gragas. <laughs> Next one from Alex. You want to read it, Nick? Sure. Uh, Supplicast, former Publix corporate employee here, heard the Ooh. email about the comment on putting uh, Chipotle Gouda on your sub and had to chime in. Chipotle Gouda is good, but if you want something spicier like myself, then try the three pepper Colby Jack. It kicks harder than a Lee Sin ult. Also, the chicken tender sub is absolutely the best sub, hands down. I like to have them dice the chicken tendies and toss in buffalo sauce. Okay, back to um, <laughs> back to Lee content now. Bye, white American cheese, SMH, Alex. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, I admitted it. It was it's not a good cheese to put on put on it, but it tastes good to me. So, the uh, hey, I mean, Nick, I'm I'm with you that like it's not bad. It's just it was so funny. It was like, what do you put on your plain white American? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's it's a game changer cheese, but no, you know, but I, I've got it a flavor. I I just need a creamy cheese like mm. texture. You know, <laughs> don't say that. Yeah. That, that might sound yeah. like you just want anything that's creamy and cheese like. <laughs> just pour some of that fucking canned cheese in there. Yeah, just just slap me up with some Velveeta. Man. Oh boy. All right, thanks, Alex. I still have yet to try that, by the way. So, yeah, uh, you're gonna have to get two. One with the Chipotle Gouda and oh, one geez, with the yeah. three. I, I wonder if they'll do like so. They they do a um half, half? yeah half and half basically. I wonder if that would be uh, doable. Just be, just be really nice to them, and they will. I mean, I think it's their job to be nice, sort of like Chick-fil-A employees. Mm -hmm. You guys know that meme? <laughs> no. Yeah. 
So next email is from Jesse. Haley Cast, do you guys agree that Riot should stop making champs who can carry one v nine because their kit makes them reset or execute loads of champions too quickly? Uh, Yone, Katarina, or even Akali are literally shit to play against. They are so OP that I consider leaving the game. That's why I came up with a solution to stop hyper carries. Oh. They should nerf Aurelian Soul. <laughs> hope you guys agree with me, and hope you have a great day. I was gonna say, I'm like, Jesse. damn, I'm like, I, I don't like, I, I understand where his takes coming from, but I, I think these characters are like a weird pool of characters yeah. to choose. But yeah, it's just a me. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, like, I do think there is some merit to like being annoyed by like Katarina, Viego, Samira s characters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, cool. Yeah. Good email. Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna say play those characters then. Yeah. If they frustrate you, play them and, and learn how to to play against them. Uh, thanks, Jesse. The next email is from Gama. Hello, LeeCast Podcast. I've listened to you guys for a few years now since I started playing the game, and I've managed to get a couple friends to listen to the podcast. Oh, awesome. Um, for a bit of reference to my email, I've also been a fan of competitive games. I built my PC to play Overwatch back in the day in 2017, but I happened to find League in that year as well. I want to finally get into playing ranked and get out of piss-low bronze. I only have a dozen ranked matches played so far, and I've tried to do a queue with friends for better matches, but we always end up getting rolled. Should I give up on playing ranked with my friends? I seem to get better matches just playing solo. I have a lot of fun playing with them, but if I want to climb, I have a feeling for whatever reason, I will have to take the game more seriously. Um... Thanks for taking the time to read this, Gama. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for better matches in terms of like MMR, I guess, in in playing against worse players, you should you should solo queue. Um, but I like I, I think we all are of the opinion that it is easier to climb with a duo partner. Mm-hmm. That duo partner just has to be like to overcome the disadvantage that you guys are going to be put at. Yeah, I would also say I think like if you're just kind of starting your climb, solo queue I think is something that you're gonna need to get used to. Mm-hmm. Playing on your own, like playing with solo queue teammates, learning how to carry, learning how to get carried, um, all of that's like stuff, and also just like being able to put the time in and play games anytime you want to play the games. And not having to wait for a condition like, yeah. oh, X friend I got to wait for my online. duo partner to get on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that being said, I think, you know, one other thing you could look into is, you know, you seem to really enjoy playing with your friends. You may, you know, you say friends, so, hey, get a clash team together. Like, play in the bronze level clash because you're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to get experience playing on a team. And then when you go back out to solo queue, you can develop like your individual mechanics to come back with. So hopefully that uh, is helpful and hopefully you get your, your climb going on. Thanks again, Gama, yeah, for the Yeah, good email. luck and keep us, uh, keep us posted for how it goes. Yeah. Next email is from our friendly neighborhood Crabgot. Hey guys, it's me again, the one that complained that they massacred my boy. <laughs> Uh, It's been a little while since my last email. I've been playing on and off, mostly one-trick ponying Urgot. Uh, Mama didn't raise no quitter (laughs) and managed to get gold, which I think is pretty good after a six-year hiatus. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I wanted to. I think gold uh, like is just good. Period. Yep. Like that's a good accomplishment. Uh, I wanted to chime in a bit on the last roundtable from a week or two back regarding your main being picked or banned. Uh, while one-trick ponying Urgot, 
The main thing I focused on was how to fight against the hard counters. Banning out your main counter will just mean you'll never figure out how to play against it, and will always blame the loss at champ select uh, if they ever get through the bans. Uh, spoilers, they usually do if there are other priorities. Instead, I used my bans on whatever the broken champ of the patch is. Uh, for example, top nocturne was a nightmare, or just junglers that are really oppressive. If they end up picking my main, well, then because I didn't waste my ban on the counter, I can use those counters against them. Taps forehead. <laughs> uh, if he gets banned, I'll just play other tanky immobile top laners such as Nasus, Mundo, Mord, Set, or Trundle. Uh, plan is always the same. Just don't feed the enemy laner. As long as my team can hold their own, then there is always late game. Uh, the plan for next season is to get plat or even higher. I don't want to demote, so I've been playing normals just trying to learn more top laners since I feel like I won't be able to rely on uh, any one-trick ponies the higher I climb and will eventually need to diversify my portfolio. No questions this time. Just want to congratulate you guys on the soon-to-be episode 500, your friendly neighborhood crab god. That's awesome. Welcome uh, welcome back to gold, man. You made it. That's a, that's a yeah. big accomplishment, honestly, after such you, a long break. Mm -hmm. I would say you don't really need to worry too much about potentially demoting out of gold. I don't if, like, know if it's possible. Maybe it, it is very possible. much is. I, I, I just, I, I, it's, yeah. If you're in and around that yellow, yeah, it is possible. You have to like lose a lot. But okay, it, I, 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 don't, I definitely don't want to say it's impossible to feel, make our people who like you demote no. feel bad about demoting out of it. Gotcha. You, That's my main. Yeah, but like you, if I, you I didn't, maintain I didn't know if it like, was possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you maintain like 40% win rate, you won't fall in, in most likelihood. Like I'm not an expert on the system, but it's pretty hard to fall out of gold if you are actively trying to win the game and are a yeah. gold level player just just win yeah Don't yeah just lose. win more what do you mean i should take that advice mm -hmm. have you tried winning mm -hmm. did you select uh, the I option where you failed. want teammates who want to win in uh, uh, i tried it didn't work <laughs> that's how i got anyway. to, to dive in mm -hmm. thanks, thanks crab crab yeah next email is from bardmain hello first i just want to say i love the podcast and i'm a big fan uh, i want to talk about ranked i'm level 81 and have never played ranked because of all the stuff i heard about it uh, like that you can get hard suck that makes it really hard to climb or the flame that you can get for being below a 50% win rate. I heard that when I first started uh, playing and decided not to play ranked until I fully understood the game. However, now that I am level 81 and understand how to use flash mute all, I still don't know if I should play ranked. Should I just hop in or prepare more so I don't get hard stuck in low elo? Thanks for reading my email and thank you for the awesome podcast. Uh, I don't know. We talked about this before. Like being hard stuck again isn't a bad thing it just means you're playing at the level that you're supposed to be at you yeah. know if you're 50 percent win rate in silver two currently you're just a silver two player yeah and that's okay that's not a bad thing um it just means you know that's that's where you're at you need to to, to work on mm -hmm. you know getting better and if, if if your goal is to climb yeah i think that that's yeah something that a lot of people there's so much flame about hard stuck and it's like okay yeah you're appropriately ranked at the moment for your skill mm -hmm. like there's nothing wrong with that not every player gets better every day not every player can be challenger like if you work hard and put in the time and effort like you can get better and you will get better but right now you're at the elo that's appropriate yep. so get better play better higher rank like it'll it'll eventually come mm -hmm. yep I, I also think uh, we all have the same opinion. You should just 
jump in. Um, I think ranked anxiety is uh, uh, like a hard thing to overcome, and the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. Um, so just just go for it. You know, you're going to lose some games. Not every game is winnable. It's going to be frustrating. But at the end of the day, not every single loss that you take is going to actually matter. Um, you know, five games from now, that loss is going to be out of your memory unless it's something particularly traumatic. But that that happens in any, any single game. Mm-hmm. So I, I say just go for it. Who cares? It's just a game. Get it. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Bardmean. Next one is from Jonathan, now Patreon Johnson. Uh, hi there, lads, mates, and dog kickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I joined Patreon like a good little dog. He's got something about dogs. Uh, and I started listening to Fixing Champions immediately. I obviously started by listening to the Tom Kench through Tristana episode, since it had Talon in it. <laughs> there was a lot of hate being thrown at his E, which I understand even as a Talon lover. But what I never really got from the episode was some form of mobility compensation from it. Uh, when you actually play Talon and you have no E to run or get in range of a target, you simply die. I'm talking about uh, higher ELO now, games between Plat 1 and Diamond 1, uh, Azed still has mobility, Kiana still has it, LeBlanc has it. All of these characters really kick the shit out of Talon if you cannot use your E or R to outplay or dodge. This is not me saying that you're wrong, just my hot take as a counter-argument or a thought that he might need some form of mobility to keep up with the rest of the roster. Uh, I loved the bounty idea of Talon stalking a specific target and executing them for extra gold. It fits his I am an assassin sent by Noxus to kill you theme really well. Uh, If we are to remove Talon E completely, my idea for a replacement and this is very uh, this is a very undeveloped idea would be that Talon could jump and sit on walls like a Camille E except that if he sits still he becomes invisible like Timo waiting for the right time to strike he could also run along walls but this would expose him and it would give uh, and it would not give him any bonus mobility effects such as move speed uh, this would make Talon able to wait for the support who goes warding or the AD carry that is on their way to Baron, and then lash out at them, leaping out of the stealth to kill them. Uh, this would, of course, be heavily countered by players just not being shit, grouping, and having good front-to-back play. Uh, just my $3 of an opinion. Ooh, he's a 3-mo. Uh, thanks for making my drilling and screwing less boring Sorry for the long, short email. Or sorry for the short email. We'll do better next time. Jonathan, now a Patreon, Johnson. So I, I think really quick, like one of the things is a lot of us didn't necessarily want to drop his E entirely. I did. But just, I mean, I, I think that's one way to go about it. <laughs> but it's like, just don't let him fucking do it in combat with no penalty and then do like five walls in a row. That's fun. Yeah, it's it is very frustrating when Talon roams for free, um, can one hit someone, and then has one of the best escapes in the game, and it's fine because he used his E on the other side of the wall, so he can still mm-hmm. jump the same wall twice. Um, yeah. So but I, if you I want that like, whole conversation, you need to give us one dollar or wait or, until that episode's out for free. I think it's out it, now. It is. So I, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, some sort of mobility compensation might be necessary um but i think it's 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 not supposed to be like we're taking this away and giving you mobility in its place like he has enough mobility 
to to do what he does without needing to have an E that has a one second cooldown and walls that have like artificial cooldowns because of how the the game is coded and things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. So uh, get a better character to main because Talon is lame. True. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Thanks for the email, Thanks, Jonathan. Sean. Now Patreon, Johnson. <laughs> Next email is from Mibmub. Haley Cast, first of all, thank you for being an awesome podcast that I can look forward to every week. Disclaimer, English is not my first language, so I hope this email isn't terrible to read. Now, I want to present to you my Aurelian Soul X Talia bot I think bot I've lane. read that already. This might sound... Huh? <laughs> it's, a, it's a dumb... Never oh, very funny. <laughs> uh, this might sound dumb, but let me explain. Aurelian Soul and Talia both have problems and weaknesses. Every Aurelian Soul player cries when they see an assassin on the enemy team, and Talia has a hard time uh, hitting her W without setup. But when you put them together, a lot of these problems are solved. Aurelian has his Q stun, and then Talia can follow up with her W into E into Q combo and destroy the enemy AD carry. Talia can uh, protect Aurelian's soul from engagers in the bot lane, such as Samira, uh, Leona, Alistair, etc., with her E and W. And even if someone does not get on top, does get on top of the space dragon, he can R them into Talia's rock field for tons of damage. But best of all, you have a bot lane that can rotate very quickly. You'll probably push in uh, lane because of Aurelian stars. This allows you to help out the jungler in small skirmishes or make a fast rotation to Drake with Aurelian E and Talia ultimate. Uh, I have tried this a few times with my best friend and it's super fun. It's probably not competitively viable because it's Aurelian Soul and Talia. I don't need to say anything more, but it's a fun DOQ nor- uh, strat and norms. Uh, you might have the question, why don't you just go Tilia jungle and Aurelian Soul mid? The simple answer is my friend just doesn't like jungle, so we both went bot instead. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to read my email, and I hope you have a great day in Aurelian Soul player mid mub. I think uh, I think that's a really good like combo. I, d- I don't think, yeah, like you said, it's competitively viable, um, but it sounds really fun, and if the combo mm-hmm. works, you will be one-hitting someone. Yeah, you, you're, you're selling it well with your points, and you definitely have tons of damage if you get ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with, like, the prevalence of AD mids and, like, heavy AD comps, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not bring the double mage bot lane it, so you can have your Lucian mid, Fiora top. If you fall behind, jungle. you're going to want to quit the game, though. Oh, yeah, you, you, so... you don't get to play anymore if mm-hmm. you're behind. Thanks, Mibbo. Well, I guess, you know, you just, you just both go uh, Everfrost... And then the other team doesn't get True. to play either. True. Thanks, Perfect. Mm-hmm. Next one from Dippy. As a longtime player of League, I've experienced many metas. And I feel like one aspect of this game that I long loved is long gone. In particular, escaping fights on 50 HP. In seasons 5 through 7 in particular, I was really good at barely escaping with my life from a fight and I had a multitude of glorious escapes where I uh, valiantly ran away as what remained of the enemy team tried and failed to secure my death for 20 seconds. But this seems to never happen anymore. Fights tend to have much clearer winners, and the losers see a respawn timer instead of a recall channel. Now I understand this might also come down to playstyle changes and role changes. Uh, I've switched main roles at least three times since then. I also used to play Scion, who could ult away. Uh, so is this a trend you have noticed uh, the shift as well, or am I playing the game differently? If I'm not alone, do you miss the narrow escapes as much as I do? Dippy. I don't notice it, but I, like, if if that is the case, I would probably just attribute it to players getting better at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, y- yeah, you know, I think players have gotten better and, and damage has gone up a little bit. 
It, it definitely has. But, like, seasons five through seven, people were still pretty fucking bad at League. Yeah. Um, and now there's just – there's so many resources and so much access to information that was previously only known by players who had played, you know, 7,000 games um, that I, I, I think just – everyone is better at the game now which you know kind of explains why it's harder to climb sometimes um so i i think like with players getting better they know their damage output better they know their characters like limits um like better and kind of Mm -hmm. i i don't know narrow escapes don't as don't happen as much because you just die Mm -hmm. instead (laughs) yeah you just die or like that that trade just doesn't happen because it would have been too close so they I'll, just don't take that trait at all. Also, you played, like, the best character for that, and, and now you don't anymore. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say, like, obviously there's collector diff. I mean, I don't think that that's huge. But, like, that and I think, um, like, bonus mobility, right, with things like Proto Belt and Prowler's Claw, extra damage from, like, Duskblade and Night Harvester... Um, right, you've got on the, on the AD carry side, you've got Gale Force, like a lot of those tools to secure that that kill fully happens. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of factors, but I, hopefully that answers your question. And those are definitely super fun moments when you either win a fight at like 10 HP, or as a jungler, I would always love like skirmishing and then like dipping out at 40 hp right as my mid laner walks in to mm-hmm. clean things up um so yeah thanks for the email dippy and good luck escaping on narrow health yeah um, uh, next one or i think it's you i don't know uh no, yeah I'll read. Uh, it doesn't matter <laughs> okay uh next one from cole hey guys enjoyed the conversation about lissandra last week i happen to be a lissandra main and I'm having a great deal of success on her this season. The recent buffs scare me because I don't want her to get overbuffed and then get nerfed into the ground. I feel like she fits into a nice niche where she is both strong and severely underplayed, which in my opinion makes for a good solo queue champion. Do you guys have any champions that you believe fit this category currently? Thanks, Cole. You should have asked this question like two months ago mm-hmm. and I could have said Tom Kench. Yeah. I mean, still uh, Tom Kench. Like yeah. he he's more popular than he's probably ever been, but I still don't see him in any of the games that I play. I mean, what does his pick ban? I guess I think his ban still like his ban's really high at like lower elos, but I think it's like not that high at like higher elos right now. It's um, plat plus he is five point eight percent pick rate and twenty five percent ban rate, but like his pick rate is like five percent. That's like super low for like uh, top laner, I think. Yeah, he he's what picked in what one in. 20 games and then banned one in four yeah so his global yeah, ban rate is 20 percent. so yeah one in five mm-hmm. yeah tom kench is a, a, a really good pick for that mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll say leona like i i think she has everything you want in a solo queue support um very obvious engage super tanky a, sh- a metric fuck ton of cc um and is if not the lowest econ character in the game like one of um so uh, like and and even though she gets picked frequently i don't think she gets banned nearly enough honestly yeah i, I think you made a really good point nick that she is 
extremely effective at low econ. Um, you know, in the same vein as like pretty much every other character that's stuck being a support. Mm-hmm. Right, where it's like, yeah, Leona is super good because she's got a billion CC abilities and like base resistances, damage reduction. Put an extra 3,000 gold on her, it doesn't change a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but so, like, Lissandra is one of the lowest econ solo laners, mm-hmm. and she's just not even like bad at getting a ton of farm anyway, mm-hmm. though, right? Like, it's like, if you are behind and have to play really safe and drop some CS, you can be really effective at low econ. But you can also just, like, wave clear like a crazy person with, like, EQ. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and so you have the potential to also have a ton of money. Uh, good luck with your Lissandra climb. Yeah, I mean, that's always a concern, is the, the small buff into big nerf, because yeah, they realize yeah. the character is too strong once play goes up. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Cole. Um... Last email is from Fiodis. Hello, guys. Fiodis here. Again, I got a massive kick when I heard my email read out the other week, so thanks for that. We have a debate going on whether I'm being toxic or not. Is trash talking considered a bannable offense? You're I played, toxic. I played jungle, and one thing I like to do is ward and steal enemy buffs, then a casual who took my buffs until I'll chat when the jungler appears on the minimap. Or just before I finish Rift or Dragon, sending a party at drake come join if i'm feeling really buzzed uh and on one at 10 mins or so i like to send a you can ff then oh five more mins um five more minutes i find this tends to keep teams playing rather than quitting uh super early into the game now i view my tactics as getting into the enemy jungler's head giving me an advantage i've had it done to me and sometimes it'll make me play awful but more recently i either mute or reply with sarcasm to keep it lighthearted. Am I being toxic and reportable, or is it part of the game? If so, where's the line? I usually send a message to all at the end of the game, saying, well played, much love, etc., etc. P.S. If I'm getting invaded by the enemy jungler and I kill them, uh, is sending good gank considered unsporting? Much love, Phoebus. So none of it's bannable. Like, it's, like, the reality. Yeah, none of it's bannable. And I think a lot of it is, like, you can play a mental game of, like, tilting enemies. At the end of the day, you are probably being annoying as fuck, but I think that's fine if, like, it's against your enemies you know what i mean like they can just mute you and stuff like that um i I do think it gets into the heads of people i fuck there's this one guy at master tier who i've played with and against fucking so many times his name's chicken boy 22 uh (laughs) no matter how far behind he is nick if he kills anyone he just says some sort of variation of eat that in all chat every single time every single kill jesus every single kill no matter what he can be zero seven then he gets a kill oh he's saying it eat that Jesus. It, like, it's just, like, I mean, it tilts people is, like, the main thing, right? Like, it fucking, like, actually tilts people, like, really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't mean, know. Like, is it is it unsportsmanlike? I mean, probably. Yeah, for sure. Um, it it kind of, like, it. the worst is if you're playing a fucking normal game or a fucking ARAM. Like, holy shit. If you're talking, like, shit in all chat about, like, okay, you can FF now. It's normals, my guy. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. like chill out. It's yeah. fine. This is not like, real. You're, you're talking shit like lol bot diff, and their bot lane is fucking like Yumi yeah. Darius or something. I mean, that's not a good example, but like they're just playing some nonsense combo. And you're like lol bot diff. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. I'm playing fucking crit zillion. Um, I, I think, yeah, like, it, there's definitely obviously a line. I don't think any of the, the things you cited are 
super toxic and would get you banned are they a little unsportsmanlike sure are they also kind of funny friendly pants that i think all of us have done and, and do continue to do now and then yeah like everyone's talked a little shit in all chat now and mm-hmm. then um i would say like obviously try and keep it down when you can and then the using it as a strategy to tilt your opponent it definitely there's a factor there that exists because like i i gotta say man trevor tilted hardcore when that fucking velkaz called him an afk player he got so mad well Um, i I think intention is like really important here your intent mm -hmm. it sounds like is to tilt them which is not a like a good sportsmanlike thing to do if your intent is to like have fun playing a video game with people then it's it to me it's fine but if your intent is like i'm gonna say gg easy and piss off these people who are <laughs> like it's obviously a very close game but when i say easy like boy it's gonna really show them get them frustrated like that's just lame you know yeah i mean like the, the reality is you can't get, you won't get banned for it but like it's yeah. just, it's definitely not sports I mean, like like you asked the two questions of like is it to- well yes you asked three questions is it toxic can you get banned for it is it unsportsman like is it toxic yes um can you get banned yeah. for it no is it unsportsman like yes <laughs> like it, yeah but those are all spectrums yeah. right where it's like it's it's pretty unsportsman like because i think that that like sports being sportsmanlike is i think a much higher standard versus like just don't be toxic versus like don't be so toxic that you're banned Mm -hmm. um where where it's like it's not sportsmanlike period it's a little toxic and no it won't get you banned but um be careful man because you're gonna get that shit talk right back (laughs) when you do that you're gonna say there's a fucking party at the dragon and they're gonna smite steal it and they're gonna say thanks for the invite bro yeah (laughs) no i i don't know to me it it just makes me feel like you've never won a game of league of legends before yeah like Mm -hmm. uh, okay you've just never been here before so you're talking shit for the first time yeah yeah i think also there's I, i think for me at least personally that kind of shit talk is a lot more fun when you make it a little bit more of a challenge on yourself so like for example you're saying like right as you're finishing the dragon being like party at drake but like say it beforehand you pussy yeah no no say like yo rsvp for the party at dragon in two minutes like fucking call them out challenge them say like hey fiora you're gonna be dead in 40 seconds (laughs) like that shit to me is so fun (laughs) that shit is so fun especially if i'm playing like a character like rengar yeah like, I'll put it, if I'm ahead on Rengar, I'll put it in all challenge. Like, Tristana, I'm coming for you. Yeah, I guess, like, my, my spectrum, I think Nick and I's are pretty similar, is um, no matter what, you're a fucking cringe loser if you say GG easy at the end of the game. Uh, oh, one. No matter what. Unless you got your shit pushed in one million percent and you Yeah, lost. and it's a joke. Yeah, it's like, like uh, GG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, like I'll say, like, um, uh, close game when we got fucking crushed, right? Like, obviously. <laughs> yeah, like that's, but that's funny. Yeah. Um, the only yeah. time I really talk shit is either A, someone's already talked shit and now I'm starting mm-hmm. to fucking clap their ass, um, or B, it's something more like fun. Like, they try to three man dive me top and I kill two of them. And it's just like just like a question mark or something like that. Or it's like, eh, that's like I don't know, is it toxic? Probably. Is it unsportsmanlike? like I guess a little bit, but like it's like also just like kind of goofy. It's like not like, oh you're mm-hmm. so fucking shit <laughs> or something like that. It's like just Yeah. yeah. You wanna know what else is super cringe besides the GG easy at the end? Is that you used X for me? Yeah. 
That I is cringe like, every time. I feel like that's become less common. It used to happen all the fucking yeah. time. Yeah, but no, like, it's just like, you used both sums for me. You used ultimate to kill me. You ganked me with four people. It's like, yeah, yeah bitch, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're dead. We're not. GG easy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Also, like, there, trash talk is special because you, like, you have to say it before you're winning because otherwise you're just a bad winner. Yeah. Like, tra- trash talk mm-hmm. before you make a play, like Colton was saying. Trash talk, you know, at the start of the game. Something like that. Because once you're once you're already winning and you trash talk, then you're just kicking, like, people who are down. And that's just, like, that. that's lame. If you get solo killed yeah, by and, like, someone there's... and then be like, uh, you're, like, I'm not saying that you should, like, should talk. But then you, like, clapped, like, said something back and then killed them. That's kind of, like, that's way more cool than killing someone then talking shit. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if anyone's flaming you, feel free to flame them right back. Yeah. Plus, it, it leaves the door open for, like, you to get flamed back, which is fair, because you're getting beat now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hope, keep, hopefully keep the dance friendly and the the pings minimal and yeah. the all chat muted. Um, but, yeah. I hate hey, when people uh, say keep GG's it. at the fucking end of ARMs, dude. You're fucking oh, dog absolutely. shit silver players. <laughs> If if anyone talks shit in Aram, oh, it makes like, you so mad, dude. What are you Aram, doing? Fucking Aram only doing? account motherfuckers who are just silver and solo cute being like, you guys are shit. Or like, it's just like, oh, oh my god. Like, yeah, dude, I fucking. And they like, took four exhausts yeah. and no snowballs. No, they have Aram only on. accounts with like fucking Aram characters. I, I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, dude, I played fucking Emacs cooldown reduction trundle because it sounds fun to pillar you guys every six yeah. seconds. Like, calm down. Oh. It's just a game. Easy game. Easy game. Uh, that'll so do it for bad. This, that'll do it for this episode of LeeCast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Send us an email, mail at LeeCastPodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch at KingLardOut, at BlueBasket, at LeeCastFrost. Uh, uh, tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook. We are LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord, LeeCastPodcast.com forward slash Discord. And finally, support us on Patreon. Become a Tumo. Become a Threemo to prove you're even better than those disgusting Tumos. Um, two modes. Yeah, and they're then, small. Small uh, wallets, small brains. Exactly. At uh, patreon.com slash leadcast. Thank you guys. No no uh, offense to our two modes. We love yeah. you. Um, and that'll do it for this episode of We'd love you more if you were a three mo. <laughs> we would love you 50% more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you guys Thanks for, listening. for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.